When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by... Nobody. Okay, uh, pole position, mate. Pole position. Congrats, guys. Thank you. Awesome job. It's time to hand the mic over to a man. A man that got to Turkey a few days early to experience some of the gorgeous Turkish girls. Gobble, gobble, that is. That man is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your main squeeze, Goldie, a.k.a. the Caldopotamus. And I'm just chilling in the Mediterranean, soaking up all the good vibes and atmosphere, as well as some of the Formula One topics to discuss with you today. But if you could just see what, what that is behind you, that yeah, you, I'm looking behind you, it's distracting me. Isn't, isn't that? That it? That is, it's my Fermi. Oh, that's a bit cringy. Well, park it on up in there anyway, as it is the park it in my Ferme show, the number one company F1 podcast out there, according to my mum, and she's never wrong. We have all the news, opinions, discussions, results, previews, reviews, love triangles, guitar circuits, and more. Episode 76. Coming at you hard, fast, and firm, but don't be upset. Or sad if you've missed out on any of the previous 75, head on over to parkingitmyfairbay.com. 
cop to download them all. Number one website out there, I've been told at least. Better yet, look down at that podcast listening device. Yeah, that's it. You see those sexy curves and edges of that subscribe and follow button? Well, why not caress and stroke it? Spank it like it was a long lost lover. That way you get to hear my sexy, soothing, smooth sounds two times a week. And there ain't nothing wrong with getting down and dirty with the Cordopotamus twice a week. No, no, no. Socials? Yeah, we got your socials right here. At Parker in my Furby on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Slide into the DMs like your Kelly PK looking for another F1 driver to seduce and I'll be sitting back waiting. But what the hell are we going to talk about today? Well, well, just because there's no Formula One racing this weekend doesn't mean we can't hang out and enjoy ourselves, does it? We're going to ask the big question, is Hamilton that good under pressure? Why the FIA is stupid again? And... Oh, you know what that means? Drivers. Ranking. Ooh, driver power rankings. We just had a race last weekend. we got to talk about it. Where are they sitting on the list? I don't know. We'll find out. Drivers. Ranking. That's it. Best intro in the game. As well as the first time ever, and I mean ever, we welcome someone to the Legends Club and they achieve legend status on the Parker in My Fermé show and your stat of the week and much, much more. But first, what I want you to do is just strip down, get butt naked. That's it. You no, know, we don't need the oils today. Go on, put them down. Find your favourite silk robe or kimono. Light a candle. Pour a nice Bordeaux. One from the top shelf, of course. Let it breathe. Need those tannins. Hmm. Very nice. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Lance, just need to press the OK button. OK button. I pressed it. You're pressing the pick confirm button. The pick confirm button is the OK button, Brad. We're going to talk about some pressure. Oh, yeah. Under pressure. Dun, 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 dun. Nailed it. Look, pressure makes diamonds. And I should know, I've got some real gems of fans out there, am I right? No, 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 pressure makes diamonds, boys and girls. Yeah, Professor Cordy's talking. Pull your chairs in. And athletes are under such pressure all the time. It's partly the reason why they're paid so much. Because the ones that are good, The ones that are better than the rest earn the money. Perform when the heat is on. Perform under all that pressure. When I think about someone that is clutch, someone that performs well in those high pressure situations, I think of Michael Jordan, a lot of people do. Someone that went to six finals, won all six of them, a legend that hit buzzer beater after buzzer beater in his career, a man that when the game is on the line and he is under the most amount of pressure imaginable, that's who you want to have the ball. Someone that is calm in a chaotic circumstance. Someone who is centered and in control. But I was thinking, do we have someone like that in Formula One? Well, Lewis Hamilton comes to mind. He, he's won seven championships, similar to Michael Jordan. He's won more. His team always wins. He won one of the most clutch drivers' championships ever. 2008, Felipe Massa. (laughs) He wins his home Grand Prix in Brazil. 
Hamilton needs to finish fifth or higher. And on the last lap of the last race, he is sitting in sixth. Oh, Timo Glock has a little issue, allowing a poise, calm, collected clutch. Lewis Hamilton, in only his second year, sneak past him into fifth and win the world championship by a single point. He nearly won it again in his rookie year as well, the year before. But that was a clutch performance. Then a few years passed, and he went to Mercedes, and they just have flat out dominated. But how does Hamilton go against pressure now? Is an older Lewis Hamilton that clutch, that under the pump, deal with pressure that, that often? I'm going to make an argument that maybe he isn't the greatest under pressure. Now, now, don't hate. Don't get it twisted. I still think he's the GOAT. I really do. All Formula One drivers are good under pressure. That's why they're Formula One drivers. There's only 20 seats available. You've got to be good. Either that or daddy has some cash. But to be the best of the best, is Hamilton really that good under pressure? Or has Lewis Hamilton's success come because there's really no pressure at all? So you look between 2014 to 2020. Mercedes won every year. Hamilton really had only been challenged once in that time. One time did someone get close to him. And what happened? Well, he didn't win the championship. He lost the first five races of that 2016 season and had to win the last four to just have a shot at it. Nico Rosberg was good under pressure. He came second in all four of those last four races to hold off. He won last year's shortened season by over 100 points. And he even missed a race because of COVID. So, is he good under pressure? It got me thinking about how good that fucking car is then. I'm not one of these people that say you stick anyone in a Mercedes and they are world championship. No, because only two Mercedes drivers have ever been world champions. And there have been more than two F1 drivers in a Mercedes. I'm saying the car is very, very good. That combined with the GOAT's driving abilities, it needs to be said, has Hamilton been under any pressure? Well, fast forward. It's 2021. And the pressure is starting to pile on. Max Verstappen and Red Bull look like they've finally have their shit together and Hamilton is now under a lot more pressure. There's only a few points separating the two in the championship and we are starting to see the mistakes from Sir Lewis Hamilton. He's been relaxed and basically phoning it in for the last five years. Max isn't immune to this either. I don't want you guys to say, oh, look, he's just a Hamilton hater. Max crashes all the time, eh? Yeah, but we aren't talking about Max now, are we? No one's putting Max in the discussion of greatest of all time, are they? But more so than any other recent year, we are seeing more and more mistakes from Hamilton. Some chinks in the Mercedes armour. Imola, this year, Imola. Hamilton goes off the track due to a damp circuit, goes off, nearly goes into a wall, then reverses back onto it. Take a listen. Oh, and sliding off the road goes the Mercedes of Lewis Hamilton. Sorry, guys. Yeah, that's fine. Monaco. Hamilton qualifies P6 
and stays there for the entire race as he stares at Gasly's behind and Bottas has the world's longest pit stop. Bottas was sitting in P2. People forget that. Bottas qualified well. Hamilton couldn't. Baku. Hamilton hits the magic button on a restart for a lap for a three-lap sprint race where Max is already out of the race. Huge opportunity for Hamilton to extend it. He makes a mistake. Take a listen. Perez on pole, Hamilton alongside him on the front row, Perez gets away well, Hamilton will wheel spin, Sebastian Vettel is coming at them as well, Perez tries to cut off Hamilton, who locks up and goes straight on, Perez leads from Sebastian Vettel and then comes Pierre Gasly and Charles Leclerc and Hamilton has gone from second in the race to falling out of the points. Sorry guys. Yeah, don't sweat it Lewis, don't sweat it. Hungry. Hamilton decides to stay on intermediate tyres when everyone else on the formation lap gets slicks. And look how dry the track seems to be. So uh, let's see how quickly we see the first slick tyre runners. At this rate, everyone is going to box. They are standing by and they are ready with tyres. They are the red tyres. Is he going to dive into the pit lane? No, he's not, but Esteban Ocon is. Hamilton's going to be the only one who's going to start this race. What Hamilton needs to do here is to get as far ahead as possible of the rest of the field. Otherwise, he is going to lose out big time. It's going to be lights out and away we go for Lewis Hamilton only. The race leader is the only driver who's not come into the pit lane to change tyres. Now he can race full blast down towards turn one. There's nobody behind him and through he goes. But out now into the race comes the Williams of George. Russell, who is up in a second place, then Ocon, then Vettel, then Latifi, then Sonoda, and then Sainz, then Raikkonen and Alonso. Sochi, Hamilton crashed into a pit wall entry and spins in quali and takes out his Jackman in free practice and has the wrong tyre strategy again qualifying, putting him in P4. Pit lane entrance and Lewis Hamilton, even before they put the slick tyres on, has bashed the wall and... Just hit the wall, man. Hit the wall. Drama for Lewis Hamilton for the second year running and qualifying here in Russia. He won the race, but was extremely lucky. If Verstappen and Red Bull decided to just take a three-grid place penalty, Red Bull would have won the race and won it comfortably. Now again, you take away those silly itty-bitty mistakes that are starting to pop up and Hamilton is running away with the championship. Championship number eight is already in his hands. Max's mistakes aren't really there. You know, he has a tire blight in Baku, not his fault. Hamilton crashed into him in Silverstone. Take a listen. Verstappen's going to have to weave like crazy. Hamilton got a better drive off the loop. He will be faster down the Wellington straight He's into not, Brooklands. Not going to get a chance to weave because already Hamilton is with him. They almost touch. They go into Brooklands. Verstappen stays ahead. The crowd roar their approval for this. The two championship contenders giving it everything. It's not over yet because Hamilton gets another slipstream all the way down the old pit straight into Cops corner. These are critical corners for this Grand Prix. Hamilton's going to try again this time on the inside a continent touch Verstappen is out of the race and that's a big crash into Cops Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen coming together Hamilton continues on Charles Leclerc now leads the British Grand Prix that's not his fault I I mean we would argue it probably isn't Bottas crashes into him in Hungary and grid penalty and engine penalties in Sochi none of these are Max's faults 
I mean, you, you know, if if you could argue maybe in Silverstone, but even then, come on, it's not. That was Hamilton's fault, and we know. So maybe Hamilton is struggling under the pressure. If Hamilton pits on a formation lap in Hungary, he wins that race. If Hamilton doesn't hit the magic button in Baku, he wins that race. There's a lot of points he's left out there from simple, quick decisions. He wasn't good under pressure. And with a lot more races left this season and the championship tighter than my rear end when it comes to shouting my mates a drink at the bar, Hamilton will need to tidy up those unforced errors if he wants to win championship number eight. Because right now, the clutchest Formula One driver is starting to look as reliable as a blind seeing eye dog. And now, your stat of the week. I'm a stat man! Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stat time. Yeah. Oh, so much stats. So many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. I am a stat man. We're talking winning percentages. I just was on Hamilton about mistakes under pressure. I Look, I feel bad. Because he's that damn good. But, is he? I don't know. We'll find out. If he wins this year, oh God, I'm never going to say a bad word about him. Unless he goes out there and murders a bunch of puppies. But he won't do that. And because of that, we're going to talk about winning percentages in Formula 1. With 100. Reaching 100 race wins with Hamilton. He did so. With flat-out dominance. Winning 35.59% of all of his races. But did you know that only puts him fifth all-time on the list? The greatest winning percentages in Formula 1. Number four is Bill Vukovic at 40% win record. Yes, it was only two races won from five races. But the man knows his way around the Indianapolis in the 50s. <laughs> no one could catch him there. Number three, Alberto Ascari, 40.63% of his 13 race wins. One Manuel Fangio at number two on the list. Ooh, 24 wins at 47.06%. And the highest winning percentage driver of all time, Lee Wallard. Two races, one win, 50%. Therefore, he's the GOAT. Simple maths. How's that for you, stat of the week? Bada 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 He's a stat man! Ooh, that was a good stat. Yeah, okay. Such a good stat. Such a such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man! Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, he's pretty cool. Yeah. Warning! 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 We, we have to try something. Someone's trying to break into the Legends Club. Klaus, Klaus, calm down, calm down. Do they have authorised access? Do, quickly, someone check if they've got authorised access. Do, do we have a new member in the club? Let's let's check, let's check. Klaus, type it up. No, nothing's coming up on the system. <sighs> Shit. Well, we're going to have to see... This absolute fucking legend, legend, legend. 
is. <laughs> I should have known it was you. I've had my eyes on you for some time. You're sneaking around, trying to get closer to the Kildopotamus, and I don't blame you, but you don't need to sneak no more. You see, you've cracked the code. You've gone to the Patreon page. You bought yourself a legend membership to the show. Now, one of us, you're now in the big leagues. You don't need to sit back and listen. You get involved. You're the Lewis Hamilton, the Michael Schumacher, the Ayrton Senna. You're not the fucking Pastor Maldonado. You're not the Nikita Mazepin. You're truly great. You wake up every morning and you piss excellence. If Antonio Giovinazzi and big dick Danny Rick had a baby, it would be you. Welcome, fellow legend. Legend, legend. Join me on this quest to make this show the number one comedy F1 podcast in the entire cosmos. Cosmos, cosmos. show needs you it needs every dollar every cent that you give goes towards building expanding growing world domination isn't far away at all i can feel it in my plums so i thank our brand new legend again a true legend a great legend and i ask do i not and I always thanks for listening so welcome oh Steve the newest legend 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 of the show oh, oh my I'm tingling Austin reached out to the show signed up to be a legend on the Patreon page I I I'm so grateful, so thank you so much for doing that. If you too want to become a member, get yourself get yourself a nice little message like that. Oh, get yourself that appreciation from the Call Potamus. Well, you too can go patreon.com slash parkinmyferme. Link in description there. Sign up. Know that any donation that comes through will be used to put back into the show and try and take over the world. That will happen. And just to go along with Austin, thank you again for supporting it. Your name now will be cemented in this episode number 76 till the end of time. Oh, oh, you think it stops there? No, no, no. Because of your support, your name will also be credited in every episode in the notes description. As long as you're a legend member, it'll be in the notes. It'll be at the end of the show as well. So I've got to thank you once again, Austin. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for listening. See, I even got the voiceover. Klaus, you're on today, Klaus. I didn't think you were going to be on today, but Klaus is on. So thank you again so much. That's patreon.com slash parkinginmyfairmate. Link in description. Thank you. i got to tell you something. This show is worldwide. International. I'm Pitbull, Mr. 305. I have people from everywhere listening to it, from the US to Australia, from the UK to Canada, South Africa, the Middle East, India, Brazil, and all throughout Europe, all throughout the world. So, 
We have a true multicultural representation in the audience and I love it. There's so many different customs, traditions, and I'm fascinated to learn more. One that's always intrigued me is the idea of an arranged marriage. I mean, it would certainly make going out to nightclubs back in the day a lot easier. Trying to pick up a lot easier. Don't have to worry about it. Arranged marriage. It's something not common in Western culture, but it is huge throughout the world. The idea that your family dictates who you're going to marry. Another one is the sin of premarital sex. Whether it be religious reasons or cultural reasons, it's something a lot of people practice. But not the call to bottomless. <laughs> no, no, no. I like to test drive before I buy the car. You marry someone for the rest of your life and the sex is no good? That's a long, long, long miserable life. You don't buy a car without taking it around the block a few times first. You need to know what you're getting into. You try before you buy. You sample first. You get a free trial before subscribing. You don't want a box of chocolates with the, the assortment of different candies. No, 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 no one actually ever wants that. So don't stop giving it as gifts. People want their favorite candy. It takes two seconds. I'll be like, Klaus, what's your favorite candy? Turkish delight, you sicko. But he's got a favorite candy. People want their favorite candy. That's the one that tastes extra good. But did you know Formula One has entered an arranged marriage? I bet you didn't know that. It, yeah, it's in the news. Formula One has declared their support, love, affection, loyalty to a girl they've never even met before. They've entered a 10-year commitment with a partner. They're not even sure if that person is any good in bed. That person is guitar. In what was one of the worst kept secrets in Formula One, they announced that that pesky little TBC on the calendar was going to be Qatar later on this year. But they also signed a 10-year commitment that starts in 2023. So we'll be racing there in a month or so. Then starting 2023, there will be a 10-year commitment in place. We haven't even sampled the track. This is what F1 CEO Stefano Domenicali had to say about it. We are very pleased to welcome Qatar to the Formula One calendar this season and for the longer term from 2023. The Qatar Motor and Motorcycle Federation and authorities have been incredible and have moved at great speed to ensure the race can take place this season at the La Salle circuit, famous to many as the host of MotoGP. Hey, fun, fun side fact. MotoGP and Formula One are very different. Yeah. Yeah, did you know that? One's motorbikes and one's cars. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He went on to say, we have shown that we can continue to adapt and there is huge interest in our sport and hope for many locations to have a Grand Prix. Yeah, those locations better have money and be in the Middle East. That's what you're trying to say. The huge effort from all the teams, F1 and FIA, has made it possible to deliver a 22-race calendar, something that is very impressive during a challenging year and something we can all be proud of. First of all, we know what's going on here in Qatar. They are set to host the FIFA World Cup next year. The labor force are dying working on the construction of these huge stadiums because of the heat and poor working conditions. So why are we rewarding them with an international Formula One sporting event for 10 years? This is the second time they've done this. Second time. 
You guys don't remember, it wasn't long ago, in 2020, they committed to racing Saudi Arabia on the Jeddah Street Circuit on a 10-year deal. Now, that's a 10-year deal for the country of Saudi Arabia, not for the circuit. Same here with the Qatar, probably. I, I didn't actually see that. But still, we are rewarding countries with subpar human rights just to make some cash. We're selling our soul, and it's not a good look. And by we, I mean you, Stefano Domenicali and the FIA. That's looking at them from a political point of view. Now, we aren't a political show here. I don't care who you voted for. But it's you still fucking suck. Let's just look at them from a simple Formula One motor racing fan point of view. Yeah? Okay, number one. What the fuck are you thinking? Committing to 10 years to race on a circuit or in a country that doesn't know what the fuck they are doing? They might put on a horrible show. The circuits might be absolute dog shit and we might have a situation where they build something like the Yas Marina circuit in Abu Dhabi, which although looks okay on paper, hadn't been tested, it turns out to be fucking rubbish for Formula One cars. Why commit for 10 years? Commit for two years and say to them, you have two seasons, get it right. If you don't, you lose us. Look, there's a reason why that if you go to purchase a mail-order bride from Thailand or Russia and they run away within the first three years, you get your money back. So right now, the FIA and Formula One have agreed to marry the Saudi Arabian and Qatar Grand Prix. They have agreed to stay with them for 10 years. But I bet you anything, they are selfish lovers. They lay there and flop around like a fish. They don't care about your needs. You've committed to poor, horrible, horrendous sex for a long, long time. You've jumped the gun. You're done fucked up. Try before you buy. Take the car around the block a few times first. Have premarital sex. Caldipotamus says it's okay. Woo! Feeling good today. And you know why I'm feeling good? Because I'm looking good. You know, you can't, you know that, you get that outfit, you get that fresh haircut. You know, you put on that cologne when you're smelling real nice. The underwear's clean, no, no stains in the back. You know what I'm talking about? Just feeling good. Everything's on, oh. Oh, you, you noticed. I'm wearing it today. You noticed the new merch. Big Dick Daddy Rick. Ooh, we have some Big Dick Daddy Rick merch in the store. And you know why I've put Big Dick Daddy Rick merch in the store. You know why I've done it? You got to give the people. That's right. Give the people what they want. The people want it. That's right. Big Dick Daddy Rick is the reason to watch Formula One. If there's a gap, he'll go for it. But sometimes those gaps are a bit too small. And they're and that's okay. They're always going to be small for Big Dick Danny Rick. You're going to look good in the clean, fresh, dope print on the black. Or you could go the white. Up to you. Get them both. Oh, you want free shipping worldwide? I, Klaus, can we do free shipping worldwide? We can. Klaus says we can. Bargainingmyfairmate.com slash merch. And you know why I'm giving you free worldwide shipping. You know why? You got to give the people. That's right. Give the people what they want. It's what the people want. They want their shipping free and worldwide. Klaus. 
What, we need to charge for shipping? Klaus, it's too late. I told him it was free. Oh, for fuck's sake, Klaus. Oh, I'm s- sorry. You want- you're, you're a bit husky? You, you know, ate, ate a bit too much over the summer? Too many cookouts, barbecues? Drinking too much? You've gone up a size. You're a 4XL. Oh my god. Hey, apparently there was a man that understood what it's like for the husky boys. Well, we got extra small and we go up to 5XL. And you know why I've done that? You got to give the people. Ow. I give the people what they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Whoa, we just had a race last weekend. We've already broken it down, but we've done the good, the bad, the ugly. But it's time for... Drivers. Ranking. Woo! That's exactly right. 20 drivers. We break them down from worst to first. It's that time. Drivers. Ranking. Okay, driver power ranking time. And um, I'm going to shock you. I'm going to shock you. I'm going to talk about three people that you want. Who do you think is going to be number 20? What, Nikita Mazepin? How dare you? Man started a charity. Number 20 is actually going to be Yuki Sonoda. My little dumpling. My little China doll. He's Japanese. That was racist. Okay. Moving past it. Yuki Sonoda, what the fuck's happened? It is so rare that you have a Formula 1 driver's first ever race be their best race ever. In... Bahrain, he was overtaking Alonso. Now, Alonso was injured at the time, but he was overtaking Alonso. He looked really good. He was a little sweary man, and we thought it was all cute and funny. Look at the little man. He's swearing on the radio. That's what I was like. But now it's like, oh, look at the angry Asian man. He's swearing all the time. And now you've even got Gasly swearing. And I don't like it. Sunoda, you're number 20. Lift your game. Number 19. Oh, Nicholas Latifi. Now, now. I like Nick. I think Mr. Latifi's doing okay. But he had a shocker on the weekend. A DNF. Didn't didn't do well. He took the engine penalty. Started near the back anyway, but still. He was just... He couldn't make up any ground at all. And when you've got two Husses out there, you should be able to get past them easy, put some distance between you and them, and he couldn't do them. He had to uh, DNF, yeah, towards, I think, two laps to go, three laps to go. When the rain started hitting, he just, he just had enough. He said, fuck this shit, I'm going in. Number 18, Mick Schumacher had a bit of a stinker on the weekend. Struggled with the qualifying. Was uh, just out of Q2. He gave us the famous beep, 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 beep. Whatever the fuck that was on the radio. Uh, But Mick wasn't a good weekend either. Wasn't a good weekend. DNF'd as well. Not entirely his fault, I don't think. Um, But yeah, he didn't do much. Him and Mazepin were fighting at the back there. Um, but who knows? It's that rookie year in a really, really shit car. I'm just hoping. God, imagine if Haas win the championship next year. Ooh. Ooh. That made me fully erect. Number 17. Speaking of fully erect. Don't get mad. I'm putting Nikita Mazepin in at 17. I'm not proud of it either. But he's... Improving? 
Question mark. I mean, he was unlapping himself on Lando Norris. Everyone's driver of the day, Lando Norris. He unlapped himself on him. He started a charity. He's helping out the sick kids. Don't see many other drivers doing that openly. PR lady is working her ass off at Haas right now. Because um, Mazepin didn't say anything negative towards Schumacher that I heard over the weekend. He, he started a charity. He's looking all right. He, he unlapped himself. I don't know. I don't know. I'm probably wrong. Let me know. Number 16, Antonio Giovinazzi racing car. Jesus. Look, it was a bit of a nothing on the weekend. That's why I've slowed him in at 16. I think he actually couldn't get out of Q1. It was him down there. I know he started further up because of all the penalties, but um, Giovinazzi's... It's like he's driving He's driving for his career right now, and it looked like he was doing okay, but now performances like that... Writing's on the wall, my friend. Get you out of here. Get Zhao in. Zhao, 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 Zhao. Get him in. He's got the money. I want Oscar Piastri to come in, to be perfectly honest. Second Australian in the lineup. Woo, woo. But no, you're done, racing car Jesus. And it's a shame, too, because you're one of the most gorgeous men I've ever seen in my life. Like, I'm not gay, but... <sighs> Damn. Number 15, Lance Stroll. Um, nah, I'm not even really going to talk about you. What, you know, the conditions were for you on the weekend. But you didn't have Brad there. Right? And I know you like to abuse Brad. And you're getting a bit snarky in interviews too. Like, people are just asking you questions. Yes, you're a rich daddy's boy. But let, like, the journalist ask you a question. If you don't like it, be polite and answer it anyway. It's called being an adult. Grow up. Number 14, Esteban Ocon. You were just nothing on the weekend. You were just nothing. I don't even know what happened to you. Number 13, Kimi Raikkonen. Now, I've got him a bit further up the grid because I like what I saw from him. Coming back two weeks of COVID, he was off. All right. He comes back in, gets himself a nice little P6, 7, 8, something like that. I think it was P8 he finished um, after the race. Made the right decision to switch to the Inters. Listened to his team experienced, level-headed for once. He had, he had a good weekend. He, he just had a good weekend. Very quiet. Didn't see a lot of the Alfa Romeos. They weren't doing much. This is what they do on a Sunday. They just put their heads down and they just go for it. Number 12, Pierre Gasly. Now, he's there and it's not his fault. It's 100% his team's fault. Look. Oh, oh. It happened on the weekend. He said it on the weekend. Take a listen. Guys, whatever we do with the weather forecast, we need to change. Open I am Spa. Here. Whatever we do is wrong. This was a golden opportunity. We didn't take it. Yeah, I think we uh, are all alone with that. That's it. Three races now. When it's wet, they're like Valtteri Bottas. They've got no idea what the fuck's going on out there. You know, Pierre's... He's a race winner in an Alpha Tauri. Show him some respect. Get someone who knows what they're doing on that strategy wall. Number 11, Seb Vettel. I actually, I, uh, he just missed out on Q3. I reckon if he got into Q3, he could have finished, you know, fifth or sixth, the way things were going with the tires and the weather out there. If he got into Q3 and he just missed out and he wasn't happy about it, um, it hindered his race. He actually had an all right 
fairly decent race. Didn't do much, but it was all down. It was that qualifying that just hurt him so much. Number 10, Sergio Perez. Checo, now look. You're in a red ball, mate. Why am I putting you down at number 10? You've scored as many points as George Russell has in the last six races. You're a race winner this year, and you've got George Russell in a Williams scoring as many points as you. Come on, man. You're lucky you're 10th. Number nine, Valtteri Bottas. Now, look, Valtteri, I'm not going to give too much hate on because Toto decided he just needed a new engine again. So he started at the back to hinder Max. Now, that was just the dumbest move ever. I didn't get it. Just keep him where he was. He'll still be in front of Max. You know? He was fucking woeful at trying to hold Max up. So that's why he's all the way down there at nine on the power rankings. Number eight. Fernando Alonso. I was actually... I still think it was the most genius decision ever for him to... On the outlap. It wasn't even the formation lap, was it? It was the outlap where he tried, he just goes off. Turn two. Turn one, two. That one there. Through that little off chicane to get back on. And he realized, yeah, that's quicker. That's quicker than actually going the racing line with 100 cars there. So I'm going to do that instead. Uh... First lap, that's what he did. Didn't get told off for it. Amazing move. He just came out with so much pace. He didn't struggled to defend a little bit there, but he had a great weekend as well. Can't really fault him. Um, number seven, Charles Leclerc. Now he's, I've kept him up at seven. A lot of, I think he finished P15 or something. Again, he stayed out on in, uh, on the slicks when he should have switched to the inters when the rain downpour happened. That's, oh, I don't know, you know? I don't know whether or not to blame him or blame the team for that one. But he had a fairly solid weekend. Like, it, it, again, like he qualified, no, he didn't qualify well either. Why have I got Charles Leclerc up at P7? That doesn't seem right now. Now I'm actually thinking about, Charles Leclerc, you're lucky. I haven't been paying attention when I've been doing my power rankings. Number six, George Russell, Mr. Saturday, doing Sunday things? Woo! George Russell qualified P3, started second on the grid. He's He was the one that switched to the slicks in Hungary. He was the one that switched to the slicks in Sochi uh, in qualifying. He knows what he's doing when it comes to that tire. So when he goes to Mercedes next year, I'm so excited. Because we got Hamilton, who's made those errors. I talked about it earlier at those two races. And now we've got George Russell, who's out-qualified that Mercedes twice now. Ooh, he's looking good. I, like, it's it's actually becoming an expectation that George Russell in that Williams will score points and get into Q3. Scored as many points as Sergio Perez in a Red Bull in the last six races. Blows my mind. Number five, Daniel Ricciardo. Big Dick, Daddy, Rick. Woo! He's, he's got some form now, doesn't he? Since that summer break, he's come back, revitalized. You know, he's he's looking so good. Won a race. Qualified P5 for this one. Finished P4 in the end. He, he was fabulous. Outperformed his teammate on the Sunday. Only because of the poor decision. But that's racing. At the end of the year, when we look at the stats, we look at the teammate comparison, teammate battles. You know, 
Daniel's not that far behind Lando, and we're all telling him, like, oh, biggest mistake ever, McLaren signing him. No, it wasn't. Number four, Carlos Sainz, smooth operator. People are, like, again, I'm disrespecting Carlos. He had a fabulous weekend. Qualified P2, finished P3. Like, he, in that Ferrari, with all those other quicker cars around him, they're looking real nice. And by there, I mean, Carlos Sainz, he is switched on. He's looking so good out there. So happy with how he's racing. He's got some gorgeous hair too. Anyway, moving on. Number three, Lando Norris. Got to give it to him because he qualified P1. Got himself that pole. He actually raced superbly on Sunday, but he made a poor decision. And yes, I stand by it. He shouldn't have gotten driver of the day. He shouldn't have got it. But he still had a great race. He just needs to mature. And that's an age thing. Let it come. The team need to be more forceful. He needs to, to sort of lean heavier on the team and let them know. Um, and number two, Sir Lewis Hamilton. The guy had a horrendous Saturday. Well, he had a bad Friday, runs over his jackman. On the Saturday, crashes into the pit entry wall and then, uh, yeah, snaps the wing and then holds up Bottas as well and fucks up the qualifying. Then he spins, trying to do that fast lap at the end, although he was slow in the first two sectors anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. Qualifies P4, but on the race itself, even though he stayed out for a little bit too long on the uh, slicks, he, he still made the decision to pit, listened to his team and pit ahead of Lando, got the 50-second race win. So... You can't fault him there. But I want to give it to Max Verstappen, number one on the power rankings. He started 20th. Took the grid place penalty, took the engine penalty, started 20th, and came second. What a drive. Level-headed, mature drive from Max Verstappen. He knew it wasn't their track. It was a Mercedes track. Knew they were going to have it. It was almost like, oh, look, let's just try and get a couple of points. Yeah. Well, how about get second place? On the podium. Amazing effort there by uh, Max Verstappen. Huge, huge win. Well, I would say that's a Red Bull win. It was a bigger Red Bull win, second place, than a Hamilton win. That's for sure. And we've, our championship is tight. So tight. Because that was. Drivers. Ranking. The driver power rankings. Ooh, what do you think? A bit of controversy. Hit me up at Parker in my Fairbay Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Drivers. Ranking. You can tell me all the places I got it wrong. Mazabin. Sneaky up there. Charles Leclerc. Peace set. What am I doing? Well, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of episode 76. Whoa. Not a lot to go. We're going to hit episode 100. I'm, I'm excited. I didn't think I'd make it, to be honest with you. Didn't think I'd ever get there. But you guys out in the out in the world have been absolutely remarkable. Reaching out to me, messaging me. I, I absolutely love it. The, for the people that have supported me uh, through the Patreon, you guys are the reason the show could keep going. I love that as well. Thank you very, very much again for, the, for all the support and all the love. Make sure you subscribe and hit that follow button so you don't miss out on any episodes. Two a week. And uh, next episode, we'll get you guys all geared up for the Turkish Grand Prix. Make sure you hit the socials at Parker Dubai, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And as always, boys and girls, 
Thanks for listening. And big shout out to Austin. Austin? Oh my God, I've probably butchered it a hundred times. The legend status, Austin in the Legends Club. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you want to join and be a legend too, you can link in the description, patreon.com slash park it in my fair, mate. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.